Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Journey with Rhonda and Kalia, just the space that two good friends have created to talk and reflect, to laugh, strategize, uplift, and so much more um, all around the many experiences uh, of life that we share. So we are so glad that you stopped in to share this time with us, and we invite you to journey with us today and to continue on the journey. If you are popping in for the first time and listening in, welcome. We are excited that you have um, joined us and we invite you to revisit some of our other episodes to learn a little bit about who we are, what we're doing, uh, and how you can continue to journey with us. So um, on today's episode, Rhonda and I thought it would be a really good idea to just pause for a minute and talk a bit about our faith journey and just talk mm -hmm. about what faith means to us because we are um, two women who are deeply rooted and steeped in our faith, our spirituality, mm -hmm. and it really does kind of color how we navigate the world and, and, and who we are and what we do in the way that we think. So we want to invite you into that conversation um, with the hopes that it'll help you think about your own, um, just the way your faith shapes you as well. So Rhonda, why don't you get us started? Sure. So I think, again, because this is called the journey, it's important to have that as a lens really for all of the discussions that we have and the conversations that we have with one another and then ultimately with all of you. So I think it's important, and I'll do this super quickly to talk about my own journey to faith and, and what I think it means for me today. And so in reflecting on this, I realized that faith and in God and very specifically faith in Jesus Christ was an important part of my life, all of my life. So grew up going to church, going to Sunday school, that was part of the tradition of my family. That was what we did. And I can remember around the age of 13 was when I could pinpoint the first time that I could actually say, I knew him for myself, or I felt what my mother, my grandmother, my grandmothers always taught me about excuse me, and I made a decision to get baptized, Christ Temple Baptist Church in mm -hmm. Patterson, New Jersey. I knew it was Baptist. It was the, yeah. I knew him for myself. That's just, oh, that's yes. good in Baptist. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And so that really, I think, was the beginning for me. So even though prior to that, of course, I grew up, like I said, going to church, that was the moment where, and I can remember being in church and feeling something different than I had in years past. And so I think that that was the point where it really, um, really started for me. I would say that I carried that through, certainly through my middle school and high school years. I wouldn't call it an active faith if I uh, could use that phrase, mm -hmm. but certainly something that deep on the inside always knew it knew was there and knew that it grounded me. And then it was when I went off to college, again, not extremely active. So I didn't regularly go to church in college, but I went to all the gospel concerts and I referenced scripture a lot just for my own personal journey through college and to help me make it through. But again, I don't think I came to a really active faith even at that point. 
But I was thinking actually just recently about my aunt, um, Pat Spike. She she passed away some years ago. And I really credit her with the person who has completely shaped my faith, faith life today. And it was through, um, and I can't remember the year I've said before that I don't have the best memory, but what was important is that she really introduced me and my cousins. And I was probably 23 years old at this point, had graduated college. And she introduced us uh, to the seven last words of Christ that we studied um, leading up to Good Friday. So during Lent, and it was blew my mind. Right. And I, and I can't really pinpoint exactly why, but I, I think that it was during her teachings during those times where she was taking us deeper to really understand the nature of the sacrifice that was made for me. And I think that that for me, um, is what it's ultimately about for me, that there is, there was a man who gave his life so that I may live right? So that I may be free from all of the things that can um, tie you down and that can make you feel um, living a life of guilt, living a life of shame, that we were freed from that through a sacrifice made by a man who died so that we might live. And so I think that for me, Faith is all about the purpose that it gives my life. Mm -hmm. It is the freedom that I feel, this grace that I know that I live with, and that is a gift to me that allows me to, to journey through this life, right? And know that sometimes I'm going to make mistakes and that's going to be okay because all of the things that I've done, the ultimate price has been paid. And so that in the short, faith, my faith is everything to me. It Mm. informs everything that I do and uh, allows me, I think, to live a life where I do feel free. And I do feel that I um, can journey and keep going when times get really tough, because I know there's a promise of a better day. So I think um, you know, it means a lot more, right. I could probably talk about my faith journey a lot more, but (laughs) I think, for the most part, that captures how it started, but then ultimately what it means for me today. Mm. And so how about for you? It's always, I, I love having, so I'm of course married to an ordained um, Episcopal priest. And I love, <laughs> I love having theologically trained close friends. See, you know what? I do. <laughs> I, I really do because it is, I'm I'm always getting these nuggets, right? Just because of who they are and the way that God has um, spoken into their lives. So I I would love to hear your thoughts on that, my pastor friend. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it may not be that deep and that profound. It's all good, but that's what I love about you is that you are very deep and you are profound, but you also are... Kalia J. Williams. Exactly. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> this is a very Kalia J. Williams. Yes. Story. I love it. Um, so my whole just, you know, in, in summation, my faith journey it, it starts from childhood. I, I can't remember 
um, a time not being in the church because mm -hmm. I, I grew up in the church. And so my mom has always been extremely active um, in the church. My dad um, as well. My parents are divorced very early. Uh, mm -hmm. And so I had a church influence from both of them, but very different dynamics of how they um, navigated spaces of faith that I learned from and benefited greatly from both of them. Um, so I grew up in the church. I am a preacher's kid, but I always kind of have to qualify that. I'm a preacher's kid to a woman who did not have her call affirmed and like actually, I won't say not recognized, but like legit affirmed and be licensed as a minister until much, much later. Mm. But she was, my mother was always leading. She's a prayer warrior, just an intercessor, always preaching, always teaching. Um, and so look, the doors of the church were open. We were there. <laughs> so the doors of the church closed. We were still there. We cleaned up. We it. did all the stuff in the summertime. I mean, just that involvement was always there. So, um, and so what I gained from that was I, I was able to learn in that space. And as we grew up, one particular, the church from my, my home church in Los Angeles, um, the preacher was a, a, a really strong teacher, was he still is. Um, and what he always taught was don't take my word for it. Mm -hmm. Investigate God for yourself. That's Read the so scripture good. for yourself. Like, and that at an early age impacted my own faith of like, oh, okay, he said it, but hey, God, like, show me for real. What, what is he talking yeah. about? And that's yeah. always kind of been the nature of my faith. And it's it's that has shaped the way I do everything. It's not mm. always like, I'm not going to always just take your word for it. Like where, show me some greater proof. Show me like what, what God is really doing and always just investigating God more. Little did I know those are theological questions that you're asking. Those are things that, you're right. gonna, that are going to take you on a journey. And here I am, right. Actually, um, in a ministerial capacity, actually teaching, um, students who are training for ministry, just out of something that a seven-year-old learned yeah, and I love stuck that. with that seven-year-old. And so it's always kind of shaped my, my way of thinking and learning, um, one, that God is just real. Yes. Um, God is bigger than the pages in a book. And so that's always been another piece of how I've seen God show up in my lived experiences across my life, deepening yeah. my faith. And so that faith rests on a God who is present, active, loving, guiding, reprimanding when needs to be, yes, you yes. know, a God who just actually is living with me and, and walking yeah. this life um, with me and not a historic God that, yeah. that was once upon a time and is no longer, right? Um, and so that's kind of been how I've formed the way I think about God and the way I engage God very early. Also, I, um, and I shared in another episode about how I'm a dancer. And so, um, I started dancing at the age of four. Well, my salvation moment happened at the age of seven. So I started mm. dancing and learning and knowing who I was as a dancer before I knew that 
peace. And so my spiritual life um, is immediately, it is interconnected with my own embodied self. Um, And so God, like I resonate with the fullness of who I am. Like, how am I experiencing God? Not how I'm thinking about God, but how am I experiencing God? Um, And my faith speaks to experience. My faith speaks to how God operates in full experience. And so those, you know, that connection piece, I um, was baptized at the age of 15 and um, still continue to journey. I think when I got to college and undergrad, I was active. I went to a small HBCU in Miami. And so, you know, HBCUs are grounded in their, their Christian institutions, right? right? So right. there's that piece. Um, and I've always had a connection, but there was a season where I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna live this, this good college life though. <laughs> oh, amen. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna be out here living my best life. Um, and always knowing, but there was always a limit to that because sure. the you know, faith was, faith was, was important. Um, and a recognition that God had called me into specific spaces and roles. And, um, as sometimes as the 19 year old felt irritated by that nudging, the 42 year old recognizes why it was necessary to have that. Right. Um, and so that, that just kind of, even when I'm out there trying to live my best life, like God is still a part of that peace. Listen, we could just pause. Listen, Right there, because, and I, I didn't want to nope, interrupt your, your journey, but I think that nudge is something to talk about. And as you were talking, I was just thinking back probably even before college, just early, early years that I could never fully understand what that nudge was. Yeah. Right. And so I I don't think that I had the right vocabulary for it. I Mm -hmm. thought that it was, you know, I just, I try to live my life right. And I'm a good person and Mm -hmm. I have limits and my parents have these expectations for me. So I think that the nudge that has always been there for me, mm-hmm. even in seasons of not making the best decisions, moments of like very, you know, willfully saying, oh, no, 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 I'm, I'm going to be over here for a second. Right. I know this is not in your will, but I'm going to do but it I'm anyway. It. Right. Even in that, the nudge doesn't go away. Never. It and never so that has been for me sometimes when I was growing up and even probably in college, if I'm really reflecting and being honest, that was something I really struggled with. hmm uh-huh. I struggled that it was there mm-hmm. all the time. Yep. yep. And all it the wasn't time. all the time. It's still there. And it wasn't until I became an adult and I can't pinpoint the year that I really began to embrace what a gift that is mm-hmm. that God would through the Holy Spirit say I'm just going to be right here in you all the time. Mhm. You're never going to be too far from me. Even when you are actively trying to be, I'm never going to let you get too far. 
And now I relish in that I am so, so thankful on a daily basis that that is true because Mm -hmm. I need it every day. Mm -hmm. But I do think about just being a younger person and and not even young. Like, I don't want to call it being young because I think that as an adult too, you have those moments where the nudge is just inconvenient, right? Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I'm just, I'm grateful for it now, um, but can't help, but just reflect on how that has been something that I've struggled with and, and I'm going to continue to struggle with um, probably all of my life. Absolutely. Um, So let's talk a little bit about, and we could probably go on and on. And I know (laughs) us in this faith journey piece, which for me is the ultimate journey, right? It's the, all of the other things are in the context of this faith journey. Exactly. So this is going to come up. So, you know, we, we are looking forward to continuing this conversation with one another and with you all about that, but I think it would be good. You know, we are in in the midst of a global pandemic, uh-huh. right? And so I think that it it would be very easy for people and understandable how people, how your faith gets shaken uh-huh. during a time like this, something that none of us would have ever expected. Yep. And so I wonder, you know, if you talk, if you could talk a little bit about what are you doing to strengthen your faith, right? What is sustaining you during this time and not necessarily, well, I don't want to put conditions on it. I was going to say not necessarily just about the pandemic itself, but I would say the things that have been interrupted in our lives um, because of the pandemic, how are you strengthening your faith and, and find that you're sustaining? What are your, what are your practices at this point? Okay. So I'm gonna give you a really bad answer that no preacher should probably ever Uh give. Um, but I'm, I mean, (laughs) Hey, we're on the journey and I'm on the journey. Transparent. Um, I don't have them. I, I don't have the the one thing anymore. And that, um, disruption probably happened when I had children. Um, Mm. and so, you know, I have this whole map out, right. Of, um, what the journey has looked like and how my faith has progressed and, and all the things that I did as a single woman and, and spent time and prayer and devotion and um, all of that and what that looks like. And then, you know, you get married and then there's like a little break in that rhythm, but you still have the time, the me time and the me yeah. and God time. And then you become, you know, I, I become a mom and that time is blown out the water. And so I honestly, um, God and I have been in this, this, this place, um, I won't say God and I, I've been in this place. God Mm. hasn't moved, right. I've been in this place of like, God, where, where do I find the time? And I think while I say, I don't have one, I have different things that work at different times. Um, and so there's no, prescription of what or no formula that's that's I'm sticking with right now uh one good thing that has um happened in the pandemic is you know the church we've moved to or not even before then we we had um introduced for it's been a few years now actually our Monday morning prayer so Monday motivation and so Damon gets up and at 6 a.m we do um just like a quick brief 10-15 minute devotion and prayer time, their folks call in. 
Um, and that's been really good to at least mm, have yeah. one intentional, consistent way and rhythm. But real talk, 6 a.m. on Mondays when your two, you know, when your kid has come in your room to wake you up three, four times of the night, like 6 a.m., I might just put it on speaker and let it let yeah, it wash over. Let the words just wash <laughs> over. Get in my spirit, right? So there's that. But yeah. I will say um what has been sustaining is a knowledge, an ever-present knowledge that God doesn't look for the practice to be a certain way. That's right. Um, what God really um, looks for is that there is just some intention of connection, right? And and that, and for me, right? And so that can be moments in the shower. I have leaned into um, more quiet time, more um, centering, more breath time, um, where I just breathe in silence or space. And that can be a five minute thing. And that's restorative for my own soul. Um, some other things that I'll do, depending, of course, when I'm in like preaching season and you know, there's that piece, I'm always in, in the Bible, in God's word in some kind of way. Thank God for mobile phones and iPads, you know, thank you for my, my iPhone and my iPad, because the apps are wonderful. You can do it on the go. It can read, you know, it reads to you um, when I'm trying to wrangle two kids, right. And, and, and figure it all out. But that's even been um, just the, even finding and knowing that the desire is still there. And while I haven't found what the consistent thing is, I'm finding mm-hmm. things that work. Um, that That's helpful. And I think we can have a whole nother episode on when your rhythms of life just change and it's not going to look like it used to. How do you adjust to that, right? What does yes, that look ma'am. like? Because I had a big impact just on the, my own spiritual journey. Um, and I'm at a different place now. So listening to scripture, moments of yeah. breath, prayer, um, these conversations are soul filling conversations. And so for me, that's also a spiritual practice of connecting with um, girlfriends who I know are on the same page as I am spiritually, even if we don't have a Bible study together, we don't have to crack open the Bible, but I know that we're there and we're speaking out of spaces of faith into one another's lives. That that's also a practice for me. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. So I love, you know, you, every time we talk, I'm like, oh, I'm, I love that you're my friend and that you're so authentic and real because I think that was such a real answer. And I think that alone will liberate some folks, right? Mm. Give you just give you the grace. I'm just in the season of extending grace as much as possible to myself and to people. Um, But for me, it's been really music. I feel like has saved Mm. my life. Mm helped to keep me sane and really has helped to keep me connected. So I do what I've dubbed as worship walks. Mm, I love it. Which is why the winter here in Pittsburgh was so hard (laughs) because I was walking. So we moved to a great neighborhood in um, May of 2020. It's near one of the best parks in Pittsburgh. And so part of my daily practice was to walk. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes it was with my husband. We were in a good rhythm of walking at night together, but a lot of times it was by myself. And this is three, four miles at a time walking yeah. and gospel music on. And sometimes it would just be the same worship song, like almost on repeat for an hour, mm-hmm. right? Things that were just really feeding me. And so that is... um That's something that has been really sustaining. I do it on my walks. I try to the moments where I'm in my car, which is not that often because we're not going anywhere. And so we're not really in the car, but in my alone time, I'm finding myself connecting to music, worship music, looking for worship music that maybe I haven't heard before. So sometimes I'll just type in phrases or type in something that I want to to explore. And then I'll just find whatever song is, is about that thing. And then that becomes my new, my new thing. And so, you know, that has been something for me. And I I think a lot of people can, can relate to that. Um, And it's, it's just a, I think a great way. It has been a great way for, for me to connect, but so I think this is a good time, Kalia, because we could keep going and Forever going and going, and ever. <laughs> but we did commit to uh, wanting to just connect quickly, connect quickly with one another, connect quickly with our audience mm-hmm. on things that are important to us. And so we've also made a commitment that at the end of every episode, we would take a moment uh, of centering, of reflection in whatever way that manifests for either of us on that given day. And so for me, I wanted to share a couple of things that I read recently about faith that I think speaks specifically to this space that we're in, this global pandemic that is affecting the entire world. Mm -hmm. And so this idea that we're so connected by something in ways that none of us could have imagined, I think, is is something that we have to pause and really think about. And so I read a couple of things and I just want to share this with you. Maybe you take this with you for the week and really reflect on how faith can be an important part of your life if it's not already, or how faith can become even more of an important part of your life than maybe it is today. And so the first one goes this way. Faith is strength when we feel we have none. Faith is hope when all seems lost. The second says this, keep the faith, hold on, things will get better. It might be stormy now, but it can't rain forever. Mm. And so with that, We hope that you have a great week and come back and join us the next time on the journey.